0: Welcome to the e-commerce mindset show with your host, Leroy Hirschhorn. I just finished recording an interview with Bram Spijro, who is an e-commerce seller. He's a podcast host, really interesting guy. Um, I loved the conversation that we have. I think you will um, be able to take away. Uh, some things for it that could be helpful to you in terms of both mindset and business. We talked about building audiences. We talked about the value of of doing that in your e-commerce business. Um, He has a podcast and kind of how he uh, started that and how he's leveraging his podcast for his e-commerce business, um, as well as the mindset and attitude that you need to have that success and how how it's different being you know in in his forties uh, and the decisions that he's making today as when he was you know thirty and and how that kind of impacts you. So uh, enjoy uh, the episode. It's brought to you by incrementum digital, which is my sponsored ads agency. We're helping clients grow their Amazon businesses using the power of Amazon advertising. So many new and exciting things happening with Amazon advertising. Uh, We just got our seat for DSP um, and we're able to manage that and uh, sponsor brand videos and custom image beta and so many exciting things happening on the Amazon ad side. You can reach out to me, Liran at incrementumdigital.com. If you want to talk more about growing your business with Amazon Advertising and DSP. Enjoy the episode. I'm super excited to have uh, Bram Barrow with us uh, on the podcast today. Bram uh Brahm and I kind of connected through knowing some of the uh same people uh throughout like e-commerce and and Facebook groups. Um and he also hosts a podcast with a friend of mine, Greg Johnson, called Loveline for Business. Uh really appreciate you coming on the show, Brahm.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, man. How
0: are you? Um I'm doing great. So this interview came about because of a Facebook post. Um, where I put out one of one of my uh, one, one of the podcast episodes on Facebook. and your response was like, man, you know this is like comparing to the, you know how fast I'm putting out content on my podcast, you know, like something like comparing yourself right? And this was a, a joking back and forth. and I'm like, well, the fir- your first mistake is comparing yourself to somebody else. So uh, you and I are very much into mindset and that being sort of a core, um a, a good the right mindset for for each individual is kind of like the foundation for future success and getting what you want so um you know let's talk about that right like
1: um
0: so you're asking me like why why am i screwing up
1: why, why am i screwing up by by starting with comparing myself to you um
0: well, I, I think it was I, I, I don't think you were really comparing yourself
1: to me That's because right. that you know
0: it'd be ridiculous right to, to compare a podcast to another podcast but um but it was it was a, it was sort of t- it was a joke but the truth is that a lot of people do compare themselves to other people right and um, um you know even uh, last week I uh, was walking around uh, my neighborhood my daughter went to another daughter uh, friend um, and the mom was telling my wife that, you know, now, and the girl's six, and that now the girl's like, she doesn't want to try, you know, riding the bike or doing certain things because she doesn't think she'll be as good as the other kids, you know? And like, so this starts obviously very early on. So yeah, let's talk about that. Do you see that among like entrepreneurs?
1: Well, obvi- yes, obviously people do that a lot. It, it has to do with, um, comparison happens a lot when you don't have context. Um, and I, I like to compare or, or to contrast things so that I do get context. So, um, when I made that comment to you, you're putting out content, you know, at a very high frequency. Um, and I was just appreciative of the amount of work that goes into it more than anything else. I put right. out a po- podcast once a week. It's usually about an hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of work to get it out. When you record it, you need to edit it. So it was more um, sort of a joking way of being appreciative. But sometimes, um, comparison is good, because it, it can help you to call yourself out on your bullshit. And we all do this, we all tell ourselves stories, which deep down inside, we know are not true. But we need some sort of um, context to, um, to understand that it's that it really is a BS and give you an example. Um, So that the podcast that I that I uh, um, run, Mm -hmm. Uh, love line for business we've been at it for i think two months now something like that Um, and after about four or five weeks i was looking at you know how many how many reviews i had on on uh, on itunes um compared to the amount of people that had listened and compared to the amount of people i'd asked to leave a review um, and I found myself sort of bitching to myself a little bit. Why? You know, I've got all these friends, all these people listen to it, and all of three people could be bothered to leave a review. What's wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was talking to um, to Ryan Moran. Um, we actually recorded a, an episode with him, mm-hmm. and he was talking about having to go, you know, and he, he recently published a book. Yep. And he was asking trying to get over 50 reviews on his um on his amazon listing and had like 35 now ryan has like a really big following right hearing that and hearing him seeing how much work he needed to do in order to get those reviews put my um my expectations in context yes and it gave me an opportunity to sort of stop and say wait a minute just because this thing is really important to you Mm -hmm. um Expecting other people to for them to go out of their way, unless you're making it really, really easy for them, that's just a, a missed, uh, you know, misplaced expectation. And right. I think most of our misery and most of the things that get us down have to do with 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 unrealistic expectations of other people. And um, and you
0: know, there's there's a quote, right, that it that you should trade your expectations for appreciation.
1: Yeah. Oh, I right. like that
0: a lot. Right, like you know, wow, three people went out of their way and wrote a review for me um so appreciative um right so there's there's a way to there, there is a way to to flip that um but I, I think what you're saying is that comparison like you said it can be good and it could be bad and i think if it drives you in a good way um you know like i heard i heard someone talk recently about competition right and games and sports right and if you if your goal if your goal is like to have a competition so that the other side can drive you to perform at your best, right. And really just like achieve and push you to a higher level. Cause you're up against this week, you're up against Tom Brady and he's the best. And I better, you know, sort of step up my game and it drives me to be better than competition. And like comparison can be really good. But if your goal is just to dominate and decimate somebody else, right. Like I feel like that's coming from, a bad energy and isn't not is not necessarily that good, right? Like if you're if you're looking at, you know, if if you if you have if you're selling a product and you're looking at the seller next to you and they're like, you you shouldn't want to, you know, send them negative reviews or rip them apart or have them be, or Amazon take them down. And you should say, Wow, they're doing a great job. That means it's possible for me to do to do better. Um, they're doing better than me. I could do better and it should really drive you to just improve yourself, right? So I, I think there's kind of, it's kind of what you're saying, but also the comparison helps you see the perspective and the kind of the meaning in
1: something. I, I think that a lot of competitiveness that is sort of geared towards negative energy where, where the, way that, the only way that you feel that you, you can succeed is by making sure that other people fail is mm-hmm. rooted in insecurity. And it That's usually it. comes from, from not knowing what to do except being super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe right. not believing that just putting out what you can put out into the world, you know, your ability to make a good product, your ability to to uh, connect to customers and to service them, your openness to get um, feedback on your products and not be defensive when that feedback is negative. I mean, everybody right. knows this, right? You can get a thousand great reviews. You get one bad review and you think it's the end of the world. Um, but more mm-hmm. you
0: think that's a competitor right you're sure. like you're in denial like you know i've seen people launch products and the first review that comes in is a one star and they're like that's a competitor right away right it's impossible that they could have put out a product that had some kind of issue or that somebody didn't like like the first thing is which is which is nonsense because 90% of the time it's not a competitor yeah sometimes that happens and in, in certain you know certain categories etc but most of the time it's not a competitor it's it's a look look within yourself at what you created and and see how maybe you you, you
1: know there was an issue and that and that requires sort of a, a um a willingness to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and that's that's always different i mean it's i i get better at it year year by year um but it it takes effort um mm-hmm. to do that but the the more willing you're you are to be vulnerable, whether it's in your business relationships or your personal relationships. It certainly uh, uh, works with, with you know, with my wife and my kids. The more vulnerable I am in my interactions with them, the better they get. And and so do you think that plays a role? Now, you have a, a partner in,
0: in you know, your e-commerce products and, and mm-hmm. launchers and a partner on the podcast. Um, do, do you think that helps you be a better business partner i mean having partners i've had good situations i've had bad situations um having partners can be challenging um, yes do, do you think that that sort of mindset or the ability to look within yourself be vulnerable like you know does that play a role in a better business partner
1: yes i, I think it does in in this i mean again i'm 44 now i'm a lot more mature than i was um at 30 i make a much better business partner now than i do i would mm-hmm. have at 30 and not just because of my experience but because um i guess i'm a more settled human being um i've mm-hmm. gone through more i've i'm i i know myself more and i'm more comfortable with myself um mm-hmm. and entering any kind of relationship especially when it, you know money's funny because it makes confuses people Um, the how, so like, what, what do you mean? Because, because they think it's actually starting a business. Um, um, you think it's about money, but it's really about doing something that you like, um, or at least it should be. And if you don't, then all it is, is a vehicle to create business. And then having a partner isn't about creating a friendship. That's worthwhile that the partnership becomes another sort of tool in order for you to, um, to acquire money. If, mm-hmm. if what you're trying to do is create something worthwhile, um, which I think you'll right. make it more fun to do. And that includes, you know, a potential partnership. Um, then the money part, it's, it's funny, the more you concentrate on money, the harder it is to get it. Right. Um, the more, the more elusive it becomes. Exactly. And it's, and it's sort of this paradox, um, But yeah, I agree. I think the more the
0: more you focus on putting value into the world, the more, you know, the more you get rewarded for it. Um, But I think the trick is not to constantly think about how am I getting rewarded for this, right? Like, you make an introduction for two people that could help them in their business, or you put two people together. And three years down the road, something from that, introduction comes back to you and you're like oh wow like yeah i remember i made that introduction and now they're doing this and now they want me to be part of this and kind of it suddenly comes back to you right we've all had those moments where you know i feel like something that you've done in the past is sort of like now coming to fruition because of something you did and i think the trick is is putting value out into the world and then yeah and then when you put value out into the world then you can you also have like the ability to request to be compensated for that value. And people will be, will be uh, happy to, to, to do it. Um, You know, I had to make um, a tough decision um, in my, um, in my ads agency recently. We had, uh, I had a few, a few clients that started with me like in 2018 when I got started and I gave them this like fixed pricing um, and like, and didn't raise their price, um, at all over time. And now I have more variable costs that are tied to their ad spend, including software costs that are tied to the ad spend. And the ad spend went up, went up, went up and up. And so I went into a kind of position where I was making very little money or like break even, you know, on these clients. And I was kind of hesitating for a while to ask for more money, you know, because these are like the people that kind of started with me, but at the same time, we're like not making any money on those clients and why
1: why were you hesitating to have that conversation because because uh because i
0: i felt badly about coming to the people that started with me Mm -hmm. and asking them you know and raising their price and at the same time i I think there's some kind of fear of you know sort of losing losing those clients but but at the end of the day i realized that if I, you know, if, if I lose those clients, then I'm breaking even, I'm almost breaking even on them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's lost opportunity and other clients we can get for the same time that that wouldn't be. But I, I'm not just thinking of how much money I can extract from a client. So for a few months, I was kind of going back and forth and then decided like, okay, now, you know, I, I need to, and actually decided to do it because by the time Q4 rolls around, their spend will increase so much, I will be losing money on them. Right. So I, ha- I figured I had to do something now, but I went, we went back and we still offer them like better pricing than, you know, the existing clients are getting cause they're, they're loyal and went back to them. And every single client said yes. And that so validated this philosophy for me that when you're putting, when you're putting value out, it comes back to you. Right. So, and like right, in and- business, that's what you should focus on.
1: Did you go into that conversation sort of being concerned about the way it's going to turn out and you might lose them and you, you, you came out of those conversations with, with having like a, a better understanding of each other and, and you yeah, sort of got this I, off your chest. I,
0: I, yes. And you know, I, I, uh, I actually sent each client like a message. We mm-hmm. Slack and I sent them a message and yeah, I wrote the message like, yes, over the last six months, you know, our costs have gone up to, to service your account and, you know, haven't wanted to come. I, I was basically laid it out on the line exactly mm-hmm. what it exactly what it was um and actually a couple of those clients wanted to negotiate so they decided uh one client decided <clears throat> he asked me for a discount and if they signed a one-year contract so like they gave me back value right because right. i don't i don't have contracts Um mm-hmm. uh, but people are on month to month and i feel like we need to earn your business and they came back to me and they said well would you be willing to and like it was it was a nice like back and forth but but every single client was very respectful um, they all said yes Um, I gave them still better pricing because I didn't want, I didn't increase them to the full, but, but enough to, to make it worthwhile for both sides. Um, And, but yeah, it was, it was the fear of, it was a fear of losing, losing a client. It was, you know, also like I had to do it because I'll end up losing money in Q4 if I don't. Um, And also like a certain sense, like I have a certain sense of loyalty, but it, it validated exactly like what you're saying about being in business, right? Like being in business is not just how much, if you are chasing money, money will be elusive to you. And if you're, if you're creating value, it will always come back to you. Right. It's like, uh, Tony Robbins says, the secret of living is giving right. And at 30 and at 25, like you said, I didn't get that. That wasn't on my mind. Right. It was, you know, it was all about sort of chasing success. And, and so coming back to that point, like What advice would you give either 30 year old version of you or 25, 30 year old entrepreneur in business, in e-commerce or looking to get into partnerships like you can't sort of accelerate that growth to 45?
1: No, that's 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 true enough. I mean, it's a couple of things. Partnerships in business is just like um, is just like dating um, in the sense that there's risk involved. Right. There's risk involved because, you know, you might fall in love, but the other side doesn't. So it might be, you know, you might, you might meet a business partner that you really like to work with and they're not interested or they turn out. Or you might, or you might
0: get blinded by love. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're seeing what you want to see, but the reality is that it's not actually other people are saying, no, no, no. Like that, that,
1: that person's not for you. So I, I think the first piece of advice is not to be afraid to make mistakes, making mistakes. And, 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 you know, when you look at others, and that's sort of the bad part of comparison. Um, you don't see when you when someone else um, shares success. You do not see um, what's gone into that. You have no idea whether that's um, just luck, and they got lucky and got mm-hmm. you know got young, got it done really, really early. Uh, there's ten years of work uh, that went into it. You don't mm-hmm. know these things. So, so assuming that everybody else has got it figured out and you don't. That's a fallacy. I, I think you should assume that nobody has it figured out.
0: <laughs> that's because not an assumption. None of them.
1: that's just tr- the truth. Nobody, it, nobody true. knows what they're doing. Nobody yep. knows. An eighty-year-old, you know, it's it's like what I say to my wife. By the time my kids are grown up, we'll be okay at parenting, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> right. And it's it's the same thing with everything else. It's it's you 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 can get better. Uh, because you have to, you have to get to know yourself better as well. And as you get to know yourself better, you can identify your own patterns and what might, you know, take you down the, uh, you know, the wrong path when you're 25 and it takes you a year and a half to recognize when you've done that a couple more times, mm-hmm. then maybe you can, you know, you can see yourself doing that in a month and a half and stop that. I had, and- uh, I
0: had, uh, I think I mentioned to you, we, we had to reschedule this interview mm-hmm. um, um on wednesday and, and today's friday and i'm gonna put this out today because uh uh i like to put the podcast episodes out quickly and and uh and get yeah. them out so today's friday and we had a conversation wednesday and i had to reschedule with you because I had, I had to have a conversation i got i got um referred to 100 million plus brand um big they're in retail etc um, they wanted to possibly me to do some work for them, consult, uh, do some stuff for them. Um, and I had, so I had, I had two calls Wednesday and then I had another call with like all their like leadership team yesterday. Um, and then after that I had another call, which was one of the guys there and immediately on that phone call, I just knew I don't want to work for them, you know, mm-hmm. and like maybe three or four years, like, because it was just, like crazy insane egos, you know? And like, you know, I started talking and he's like, don't tell me, I don't want to hear anything about ads or, you know, I know how to do this. And of course, I am I just don't have time. I was like, whoa, I was like, okay, I don't really care how big this is. Like, yeah. it's this, it's not going to be fun or it's, it's not going to be fun working for them, right? Or, or doing like doing business with them. Um, and yeah, probably, you know, if it was 10 years ago, maybe I would be willing, you know, and the, the guy asked me, would you be willing to do a challenge first? For us like free just a challenge to see how you know how how good you are whatever you know and I'm like honestly you you haven't even spoken to me about any like compensation you haven't you haven't um, you know like uh, a challenge you know that's something like I give a Filipino VA maybe a task to do before I hire them you know like no I'm not I'm not willing you know Uh, and yeah maybe five years ago or I sort of would have tried to justify in my mind that like this is a great great opportunity and like sort of like chasing the money Mm -hmm. and and yeah I think I think look I can't you know I'm sure five years from now I'll I'll hopefully be wiser than I am today and right don't have it all figured out but definitely being able to make that decision fast faster and just say "Whoa, whoa whoa no way like this isn't for me and thank thank god I have other things going on right so like I didn't necessarily like need need it so yeah um But like, would you, would you say that's like better judgment is kind of a thing you get as you grow? Um, And, and that like allowing yourself to fail gets you to better judgment faster.
1: I don't know about the speed. Maybe, maybe the allowing, allowing yourself to fail is, is more about allowing yourself to be who you are. And I think maybe fundamentally everything that we're talking about has, you can boil it down to learning to listen to your gut. I'm of the opinion that, um, most of the time we know what to do. Um, but the, the way that we know how to do that is so contrary to the way that we've been taught to figure out what to do, that it's difficult to listen to it. So I might not know how to do Amazon PPC, but I know how to find people that, that know how to do Mm -hmm. that. Um, I can, you know, it listening to your gut is is um, is it's a form of honesty but it's very difficult because if you if you listen to your gut and you make a mistake which sometimes you do then then you know you can go back and say well you know I should have I should have done this I should have learned more I should have talked more I should have you know gone with the reasonable things that people tell me um, um, to do um, but I think you know as we get to know each other better we know what's good for us and what isn't so just like you right. you knew in your gut that, 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 you know, you weren't jiving with this guy that you were talking to on Wednesday and all that would have, you know, you might've been able to make a lot of money, but then you would have either resented him or mm-hmm. yourself right, been miserable. For working for working for it. And the question is, you know, how much money is enough for you to feel resentment and maybe right. you know, if you're, you're in a position where you can say, I don't, I don't have to go down and, that road. Yes. And
0: I, and I, I think also it's, I mean, for me in this case, like, it wasn't how much money would I, how much money am I willing to sort of take for resentment? It's how much is you know how is how much is doing this thing going to take away from the other stuff I am doing and right. be and be right re, you know and not be happy at the same time right like mm-hmm. money okay is one thing like and money is one thing but then also it's this this concept of just really focusing on. And, and it really brought back to me in my mind of like this thing of like really being just focused on, I was like, you know, like, and, and the truth is, if this was, if this opportunity like that came across to me would have been with somebody selling a million dollars a year, I wouldn't have been sort of, I probably wouldn't have entertained it. Right. But like, I don't get to talk every day to, you know, a hundred million dollar brand. brand or whatever. So like I, so I, so I entertained it at least, but it kind of brought back to me like, like what you have going on is is already good enough just like focus on that you know like why do you keep like why just like it's like why chasing shiny objects right i think that's another i think that's it's definitely something i've learned over the last you know probably probably since 2008 or so when i like started really like internet internet marketing and, and doing things online but like I feel like everything happens for a reason and like one good one thing may have one failure may have led to, to something else. And, but like, yeah, chasing the shiny object thing, I think is, um, I, I do, do you find you suffer from that or like people that, you know, suffer from, from, from that. And does that, and does that go away a little bit with age?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. Of course I suffer from that. Uh, I think everybody does. Um, I don't know if it goes away with age, maybe it's it's if you've chased enough shiny objects, and haven't gotten the results that you want. And I think that's sort of, you know, my journey in in trying to get into e commerce, or trying to build some kind of side hustle that I can turn into my main hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's gone all of the regular routes I've done, you know, I've tried to get into uh, real estate. Uh, um, you know, and then when, when single family didn't make any sense to me, I started getting into multifamily. And when that didn't make any sense to me, I looked at Rawland. And then I, you know, I looked at all sorts of different things before getting into to e-commerce. And the one thing that I noticed um, um, that was consistent and always felt easy to me was um, creating relationships Mm-hmm. By by giving and people people think that they need to know a lot in order to be in a position where you can provide value for someone, yep. um, but but that's it's it's as easy. I mean, let's say let's say you want to get into you know um, Amazon e-commerce and you don't know the first thing about it, and then you join some group um, where there's all these people talking in this lang- uh, lingo that you don't understand, um, but most of them they're peacocking. And you'd like to sort of figure out who the, who the real people that uh, are in that group and connect with them. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you can do. You can go in there. If you're in that group all the time and you see sort of the the valuable posts that are going into and someone asks a question and all you do is, ah, this guy, Alex answered that question two days ago. Here's the post. And -hmm. you do that a couple of times. You start, you turn into that person that's helpful and Mm -hmm. and you create relationships. It's, it's, um, And, and when you figure out, I mean, and that's, so that's one of the, that's the thing that I'm good at, at um, figuring out how I can serve people, um, how to have relationships. I like talking to people a lot. Um, So, you know, so that's something that I concentrate on and, and that's how I start getting away from shiny objects. So I don't need to necessarily figure every mechanic uh, or every, every way of doing things out. What I need to do is figure out how can I, build partnerships with people mm-hmm. that know, you know, the specifics of right. a particular business, how can I serve them so that that relationship is, is mutually beneficial, right. um, you know, and do some of the things that, that your partner can't. And that's, that's part of, that's part of, you know, figuring out business relationships too is, is, you know, if, if, if me and Greg were too similar, then that wouldn't work, but we, we each have different sort of skill sets and, right. and, between the two of us, we, you know, we really help each other out and it's a lot of fun.
0: Different skill sets, but a shared mindset. Correct. And I I think that's, I think that's like therein lies sort of like trying to find, trying to find uh, a partner. You know, if you, if you want to find a partner in your business is, is um, you know, my, my, my uh, business partner, um, we have different we have some crossover skill sets mm-hmm. and we have some uh, and we have some very different skill sets um e- e- and i think it's e- but we but we but very similar to to what you're saying we have very much like a similar sort of mindset uh, and i think really for me like sort of learning this concept like i always i never really liked the term like serving people i always thought it sounded like lowly but then you know i kind of realized that's kind of just like your your ego like the way you Mm -hmm. actually get the way you actually get value is by is by serving other people and just adding more value and i try to i try you know now i try to bring that into sort of every meeting or situation and even like uh tony robbins talks about like a two millimeter two millimeter shift right like a tiny a tiny shift like and, and the reason why he brings that up is because you know, when you, when you set a plane from, you know, New York to LA on the GPS, if you make like a two millimeter shift in the, in the route or something, the plane will end up in like Saudi Arabia or something, right? Like totally different, that two millimeter shift in in the route will change total the course. So he talks about making a two millimeter shift, you know, sometimes you just need a very small mindset shift to, to make a, a, a big, um, a big impact. Um, and I uh, don't know exactly where I was going with this line, but no, what,
1: uh, what happened? What happened to you that you sort of you, you changed your your approach to that um, from from feeling like that was sort of um,
0: oh, oh yes, lowly so,
1: to, to understanding that that was actually yeah, well doing so, something worthwhile.
0: So yeah, so so I'll touch on that. So what I was about to say was that the what I've what I've and and, and listening also, I, I follow people like Brendan Bouchard. And and he he talks about like bringing the joy into something, and I I just uh for one of the things one of the shifts I've done like even just this year just bringing like a more more energy into into meetings. So mm-hmm. I have a meeting and somebody says thanks, uh, looking forward to it. I'm like yeah, really looking forward to it also. Right, following up after after a meeting, after networking, after a thing like hey uh, love, you know, really enjoyed meeting you looking forward to connecting again, blah, 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 or really for really looking forward to working together or whether it's a client or whether it's somebody asking me like, Hey, can I talk to you about your, uh, your agency? Well, yeah. Thanks so much for like reaching out. Really appreciate it. Right. Like coming in with, with that energy, I feel like, uh, makes difference.
1: That's another Uh, thing that I would tell my, my 25 or 30 year old self is not, not to be concerned about seeming not cool by being excited about everything. Right. There, there's there's so much value in in approaching things with uh, with excitement and with glee, uh, even small things. Um, it's infectious. And, and if there's, you know, the one or two out of a million people that are going to think, oh, crap, this guy's full of it. He's just super excited all the time. All of it's fake. Mm-hmm. You can ignore those people because everybody else will will um, will respond to the fact that you're being energetic about something. Right
0: yes and and yeah 100 percent. and again it's just it to me it's just a small it's just a small shift i also think like following up right like you, how many people follow up with somebody after they meet them or say thank you or say hey i appreciate that and that like that goes like i think a super super long way mm-hmm. um you know as far as like this thing with like serving people um i don't know i think it's i think it's probably just um work you know working on myself listening to other uh people who talk about mindset and success who i consider to be successful and fulfilled um and like if those people are like talking about how they serve people and how that's kind of like you know then like why am i too above that to think you know like if, if i see those people as successful and having the right mindset and sort of like a model or vision of where, you know, of kind of what I want to move towards to in my life, then like, why, why, am you know, why am I too proud to go in with the philosophy of serving people? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that can translate into, you know, going c- kind of back to, to e-commerce. I think that should go into like the products that you create, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can this serve people? Like, you know, one of the, one of the questions, like when people ask me, um, or when I would talk about like creating products for Amazon, and and uh, you know you, you put up people are like, oh, what do you think about this product? Do you think it's going to sell well, whatever? And, and like my first question to somebody is like, ask yourself this question and then write down the answers. Like, why would somebody buy from me? You know, and like it, it's not a good enough answer because you're the lowest price, <laughs> or or because you're on page one for a keyword. Like that can always one that can always change Two, somebody can always lower their price, right? Like, where are you adding more value? And then also, like, are you being realistic with yourself about like, well, you know, I'm selling this like, you know, grill brush and I'm bundling in a grill mat. Uh, Okay, but is that what the person really wants? Right. Like, how are you actually how are you actually creating more value? Your how are you serving that customer
1: what's your like the whole, the whole and thing it sounds right? and it sounds like a really really basic question but what you're really asking which is a really difficult question is what do you want uh, okay. and and it's the Tell most me, difficult yeah. qu- answer, answer question to answer because you know you start looking at it and saying okay i'm adding the the mat to to the the brush um and now now all of these people buying you know, on, on Amazon, owe me stuff. They, they owe it to me to buy it for me. Mm -hmm. Why, but, but why do you think that they owe it to you when you start? Well, because I want to get, you know, I want money and now I'm giving them and I, I deserve money. Why do you, I mean, why do you deserve the money because I put this out there? Why do you want it? And you keep on going down that rabbit hole. Um, they're, they're incredibly valuable questions to ask yourself, but it's funny how like a, a simple question of why, why do you think someone would buy this from you can lead you to that if you're being really honest with yourself? And it's difficult because, you know, it, you can you can hit on stuff that you don't feel like... It, you, you're probably going to hit on the stuff, the exact stuff that you're trying to get away from by starting this e-commerce brand. But right. it's part of the work that you have to do.
0: Right, right. No, I, to- I, totally, uh, I totally agree. So, um, you know, so, so how do you bring in... I mean, how, how do you think, like bringing into especially talking about like amazon right where it's like a mm-hmm. marketplace like how do you you know are there any like tips for people or like how do you bring in that like how do i add more value sort of component into the products that i'm that i'm creating um and and by the way i think the first step is like like you said asking yourself that question and so many sure. so many people don't right they're like hey um you know here's some trending here's some trending
1: products. Here's okay. an iPhone case.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, you know, here's some here's some trending products. Um, I see a gap, you know, I here's some trending products. So I'm just gonna go put them out. And I think that can work a lot of times short term, but then sort of like catches it, it it will catch up to you a lot of times. So like how do you how do you add in components of adding more value that may be unique or that aren't easy for people to like catch up with you and is ultimately the answer to build an audience. So you're not just relying on that,
1: you know? Yeah. I think a couple of, I I think a couple of things, one is realizing that you don't need to get everybody to buy your stuff. So you're not competing with Mm -hmm. everybody. You can have, let's say you are selling an iPhone case. You can have a whole bunch of other people selling iPhone cases. If what, if you think that what you need to do is, is, um, uh, be considered by everybody looking for an iPhone case, you're never going to, uh, win. If you can figure out a way that you can add, value so that the iPhone case becomes um, sort of an afterthought meaning you have a you have a relationship with your customers um, and it sound you know it's a it's a very easy sentence to say it's probably the most difficult thing to do how do you build a relationship with your customers but if you find a way where the added value is what they get out of their relationship with you let's say it's people um, um, give an example. So, so me, me and Greg are working on, on putting together um, sort of a, um, a supplement um, mm-hmm. um, company called mm-hmm. Braingasm Shakes. Um, our audience is sort of budding entrepreneurs. And the product itself is, you know, we're working with a guy in Long Island um, um, and on on the formulation. And what we're trying to do is sort of be a catalyst to uh, entrepreneurs so if they're, you know, either they sat down at their desk for a whole long time and, and you know, they want to keep on going and rather making some food, they can have, you know, um, one of our products or, you know, they're near the end of their day. They'd really like to you know, pick me up. But the products themselves are not as important as the fact that we're talking and thinking about how we can support people that are um, in a creative pursuit. And that's the way I think about um, entrepreneurship. I often call it, you know, creatives rather than just entrepreneurs. So it's not just about business, but when you're making something Mm -hmm. and you get into the groove, um, you know, you're in flow state, how can we support you to stay in flow state? And then everything around that brand comes, you know, is about that. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we have products that can serve that sort of become an afterthought. That's. That's a way right. to, to do it. If you, if you concentrate on, on trying to support your customer base, regardless of whether they necessarily buy your product, they will buy your product. Right.
0: So, so is your, the kind of, um, is the concept to build an audience that you can connect to, uh, like, mm-hmm. I think you said like, um, entrepreneurs or, or mm-hmm. creatives, right Not, not entrepreneurs, yep. but creatives. Uh, is is the goal to create this community of creatives, and then yeah, here's sort of like, um, you know, here's a byproduct or or right like a, almost like a mm-hmm. secondary of the community is like we're you know we we've, we're creating these products that we think will add value to you, um, and really focusing on the community sort of aspect of bringing creatives together and supporting them, and and then I think and then out of that can result other, other products, right? That's
1: right. Additional products. That's right. And, and, you know, so, so how am I doing it the same way that you're doing it? We both have podcasts. I, you know, our podcast serves, um, existing, you know, mostly e-commerce entrepreneurs or, or people that are starting, uh, and we put them on a hot seat. Uh, meaning that, that it's not a show about people to come on and tell us about everything they, how, you know, how they su- tell success stories, but rather this is sort of where I'm at and I'm trying to work my way through this one thing. Mm-hmm. And often people come on and think that the conversation is going to go one way and it goes somewhere else. Right. But they always come off where we've been able to sort of help them figure something out that they've been stuck at because it's so much easier to identify these things when you're on the outside. So we're already serving that community. And part of the idea behind, you know, the podcast is is bringing, you know, people at all sorts of levels of, of success and where they are on their journey, and basically illustrating that everybody's is is struggling with the same things. Mm-hmm. Meaning, what does it want to do? Why, you know, why am I think, Why am I not following my gut? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, why am I trying to do twenty seven things at the same time when I know that if I do these two things they're going to have the most impact. But, you know, a lot of this work is very lonely, because people work alone. Right. Um, and it's difficult to get that feedback. Right. So we're already serving that community. Right. And, and I mean, that's what you're doing with your podcast as well. You're not, you know, you're not um, pushing yourself, particularly hard, but it's there. And people have, you know, people that might want to work with you have an opportunity to get to know who you are. Right, it's, you know, you're sort of allowing them to date you yes. before starting to work with you and get yeah. an idea of what you, you know, what you are about. Yeah. So that you have the, the, you know, the kind. I imagine that's what you're doing, right? So that the people that approach you already have an idea. You know, they've pre-selected mm-hmm. by knowing that yep. okay, the way that Liran talks, I I like that. It's not, you know, yeah. not like they get on the phone. And they said, oh, "Who the hell are you?" All of a sudden.
0: Yeah, because you know, uh, I think just 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 like you're 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 saying and you're doing like, if there are. I, okay, so I run an ads agency, you know, an Amazon ads agency, and there are, you know, 20 different places that you can go, but, um, you know, and uh, some, are, some are probably better than others, and I, I like to think, uh, I like to think we do a great job, but when you're listening to me for a year, you're building, yeah, we're building a relationship, and you know, like, I'm here, I'm here for the long run, I'm not here to, you know, screw anyone over, or just take your money and run, like, you're, you're getting to know, yeah, like you said, you're getting to know who I am as a, uh, as a leader, as a service provider, and, yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of, like, building the relationship, and I'm here to add value to you first, and, um, and I, and so, like, it's sort of always been my philosophy, like, in this space of uh, helping other particularly like Amazon sellers in a number of of ways over the last few years is that like put value and like everything else will take care of itself. Kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like don't worry about, just don't worry about how exactly the business will come to you. Like it just will if you just focus on give, 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 right? And like, and then, you know, I, I think maybe I, I like to model myself very much after like you know like a Gary Vaynerchuk right obviously not in not in not in the same way as far as like the followers or maybe not in the same exact way as far as how he does things or talks or or whatever, but just just like he's a guy who' f- has been putting out value on the internet for years, and I'm sure Vaynermedia has you know benefited immensely from companies that are like that guy knows how to do social media look at him right like mm-hmm. let's go let's go out and hire and hire vayner media or the next time gary v writes a book you like you you feel almost obligated because this guy's given you so much value that yeah when he when he does go on that one time and say hey guys like if you like my content like go and buy my book or mm-hmm. my sneakers or whatever and you'll do it because you feel a sense of relationship and like almost obligation which is you know law of reciprocity right so like right. how can you create that in your in your e-commerce and it sounds like you're doing that through your through your podcasts kind of the main the main way you're looking to build an audience add value and then the product
1: becomes like a a byproduct of that and it did we did we started with the podcast we weren't thinking about the product it evolved out of there and it's it you know there's there's a question i like to ask myself especially when i get um when I get stuck or when things feel overcomplicated, mm-hmm. um, what would it feel like if it was easy? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer usually come up, you 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 dismiss it because it seems too easy, but it's usually the right thing to do. Right. Because we're so used to just, you know, pushing. Mm-hmm. If you're not pushing, then you, you, you know, if you're not working really, really hard at it, if you're working really, really hard at it, it has value. If you work, um, if it's easy, then it doesn't have value. Right. Um, and I think that's that's not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with hard work. And, you know, being able to um, um, to be gritty is important. Mm-hmm. But not everything needs to be hard all the time. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I've thought about, I've had ideas about, you know, maybe i want to create a uh a journal for mm-hmm. for specifically for e-commerce sellers right or amazon sellers like what would that look like and i've kind of had some of these thoughts about you know can i cater to the same audience that follows me for um you know for um you know e-commerce with with physical products right like mm-hmm. it hasn't yet necessarily come to me and i'm not like chasing it but yeah certainly like once you have like once you have people that you're adding value to and you're and our are, and, are, and are enjoying what you're you know enjoying content or listening or, or following and you're adding value to their life like just a lot of a lot of opportunities come your way and I do think that I do think that everybody should be building an audience like and, and if you and if you don't think that you know so my business partner he's 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 not as He's not so interested in like doing the podcast right like he's mm-hmm. he runs a lot of like the operations and you know he, he's just not interested necessarily in being in the limelight i think that's i think that's fine so find a business partner. that's why he has you yeah exactly or find a business partner or hire somebody or or find the medium that you do like there's so many there's so many mediums right like you can blog and you can just write content and not be mm-hmm. not be behind a camera right or you can just do audio Or you could do YouTube, right? Or like, there are also so many, so many mediums that I think you can sort of uh, find a way. And I think also like asking yourself, what about this do I not really like, right? Is it like a, is it really like deep down a fear of, you know, of what may come from being in the spotlight that you're, that you're. You know, sort of like avoiding a little bit. Um, I spoke to some people,
1: yep. right? Or you think you don't have anything interesting to say? Yes. Or you, or you think you need to um, comport yourself in, you know, in a quote-unquote professional way? Mm-hmm. Um, I see this a lot when people try and, you know, they start brands and then they try and get onto social media and they put out all of these really, really generic posts. Yep. And um, it has to like uh, look good, and it's a
0: quote, and it whatever. Looks, and, and it, exactly. sucks. And the, it
1: sucks. exactly, and then it sucks. They get, well, either they get, they might, you know, and then they'll do like a, a Facebook ad campaign and they get, you know, 20,000 um, followers, mm-hmm. but none of them have anything, you know, none of them connect to them. They're just incredibly generic, just like their, their posts are. And people, you know, don't be afraid to put your personality in there. Yep. You're going to attract less people, but the people that you attract actually, you know, they'll want to work with you.
0: Yeah, uh I I, I totally agree. I, I see this I see this among some other like uh you know, other speakers, actually people I respect in this uh space of like e commerce. Um and they put out they starting like Instagram and they're starting stuff and like every post is like, you know, you could tell like a graphic designer did it and, and like there's mm-hmm. a quote one day and there's this the other day and it's like that's not how you connect with people. You connect with people by, you know, just you right talking or putting a like just more like real not just like Mm -hmm. like creating this like you know creating this image or uh or you know persona but um i i do think that um you know um people should be should be building audiences so to go to go back to your your podcast so your podcast just started out did it start out with the end goal of like creating physical products or did it start out with just like we want to serve creatives and then
1: let's just kind of build
0: that and then let's see what happens.
1: It's uh it so it started out. Um so the origin story behind that is me and, and Greg were both the podcast
0: in, is called Love Line for Business. How how many episodes are there?
1: We've there's I think there's eight out already. Um there, okay. we get one going out every week. Nice. Okay, cool. Um So it start me. Me and Greg were both in Ryan Moran's um, uh, tribe. Yep. uh, In in November, Um, as a result, there was um there's a meetup in in Austin. I think in February, just before COVID hit. Yep. Um, And we were trying to conspire to get uh, Ryan to come into his continuity. um, site on fa- group on Facebook and have sort of the same kind of conversations, the hot seat conversations that he was having with us inside the tribe because it, it brought us so much value. Mm-hmm. So um, knowing him, we knew that if we um, speaking of shiny objects, if we dangled a hot seat show inside the 1%, which is a continuity group, we knew for sure that he was going to hop on because he wouldn't be able to resist. Mm-hmm. So I had this conversation with him. We started doing that In the, you know, just Facebook Live. So, Mm -hmm. again, what was beautiful about it is just the speed with with which it went. Instead of thinking about it too much, we said, okay, fine. We'll just do it inside the group. We'll we'll ask if, you know, there's people there that want to come on. Within two episodes, uh, you know, Greg and I were talking. We love doing this so much. Let's make it a podcast. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, we had a podcast. Um, Because... Because, you know, we didn't, you know, we, ha- we made our own uh, album art, you know, and we didn't spend weeks figuring out which kind of microphones we needed or whatever, just what are the basics? How do we get it out there? And then we'll figure it out along the way. Yep. Um and, and, you know, as long as you like what you're doing, I think that's infectious. Yeah. Um if you're doing it because because it's technical and you think it's a step that you must do because that's what the uh, the entrepreneur handbook says, you know, uh, step yeah. three must must have social media presence, right? You know, must must put out four posts a day. Right. If you don't if you don't naturally do that, my god, that's a drag. Right. Absolutely. And and you know, one of the things
0: you're you're like one of the most amazing opportunities that we have in this living in these times is the opportunity, uh, for, uh, leverage, right? Um, so Naval, uh, if you haven't listened to his podcast and his, or his tweet storm on how to get rich without being lucky is he talks about like, there used to be only a couple ways you can get leverage, right? You would hire people, right? Which, which costs money and you get leverage by hiring people and, and, you know, you know sort of like uh, expanding from what you can do on your own through the leverage of hiring or leverage through capital right you can uh-huh. you can you know invest you can buy a business you can do you can get leverage through these things but today you have leverage through coding right but and okay well you can you can code right you can create software and you can you could do this and like it, it kind of costs nothing or if you don't know how to code, there's like YouTube. It's free. There's podcasts. It's free. My podcast cost me zero. I pay zero dollars to host the podcast. I pay zero dollars to edit the podcast. I paid seventy five dollars for my cover art, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and that's it. Like it cost yeah. me, it cost me nothing, and I'm in your ear right now for free. Uh, cost me nothing. Now, what what did it cost me? It cost me. Putting value out into the world, it cost me. It cost me consistently doing that over time, to be able to to be able to build that up. But it doesn't cost it doesn't cost anything, um, you know. And I'll, I'll share a quick story. I I um, I listened to Shopify Masters uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and there was this um, company on, on there called CrossNet, and it's these like few guys. And like a year ago, they decided they wanted to create a product, and they went and took the traditional volleyball net. And said, "We're going to change this game and change it into like four, qu- four like quarters, right? So there's like a a, a a cut in the middle, and there's four components, and the game's a little bit different um, with uh, volleyball, right? And they started mm-hmm. this, and they were, uh, you know, selling a, a little a little bit a day, a little bit a day, and suddenly there's a YouTube video of like the Lithuanian volleyball team, and they're playing cross net." And millions of views and their product, you know, goes viral. And and now I think if it's not, you know, selling really well on Shopify and on Amazon's like $150 product and a thousand sports outdoors doing really well. And like, you know, it's just, I mean, right. They got amazing leverage out of somebody showing their product on YouTube. Right. And it kind of goes back to also like using influencers and having these strategies that one, one thing like that can totally change the direction and course of your business um i spoke to somebody on the phone this week so i'm in um i'm in a i'm in a group of people who are like in jesse Itzler's course and um there was somebody there who asked about like starting a podcast and they're like yeah i'm not sure really i'm not really sure what i want to talk about but like i've done andy frisella's like 75 hard which is this like incredibly difficult 75 days of of two workouts a day one of them has to be yeah. outdoors, like drinking a gallon of water a day taking us like all this thing you know like she's done all this amazing stuff she's like i've been hesitant for the last two years to start a podcast so i got on the phone with her and i'm like like you know you just need to do it right like
1: just you do it you can't be wait okay to it with perfect. screwing up and you know what's what's even more amazing is like you you like you do it you like it and then you're 10 15 20 30 uh, episodes in and then going back and listening to like the first couple of episodes where you're just figuring out what to do mm-hmm. that's fun
0: yeah and and you're and you're kind of chronicling your life in a lot of ways right like you'll have this thing to to look back at mm-hmm. um there's podcast episodes I the I my, I think one of the first podcast episodes I did I was on somebody else's podcast like in 2010 mm-hmm. you know I haven't gone back and and listened <laughs> but I know it's out there um and I can go listen and uh, you know it'd be very interesting to to hear myself like a decade ago um yeah. you know when whether you're doing YouTube or, or podcast. So um I think the 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 message here uh from from the podcast we it to kind of summarizes you know how do you add value how do you come with a how do you come into any business any relationship but like what can I give how can I serve and and really comes down to not being afraid of not being afraid to build audience or do stuff that's uh, probably out of out of your comfort zone and you you often hear this people say it it's maybe cliche but like everything you want is sort of like on the opposite side of that fear or of that um, comfort zone sometimes you just need to push through a little bit to um, to get there um, so I um, really appreciate you coming on I hope people uh, I myself am going to check out your uh, podcast, love line for business. Um, you and I, uh, you're, you're, um, you also have, I think you're, you're active in a bunch of different Facebook groups. So, Um uh, right. uh, including, uh, ours, e-commerce mindset. Um, and, um, so people I'm sure can connect with you on, uh, Facebook. Um, and probably, I don't know if you're on other channels, uh,
1: as well. Now, those are probably the best places to come uh, to to find me. And, um, you know, thanks a lot for having me on, Livan. Um, I really do enjoy um, your podcasts as well. They sort of, they they give me a lot of context for interacting with you on Facebook Mm. uh, and other places, you know, which sometimes can feel really (laughs) two-dimensional. And these opportunities to have, you know, have you in my ear um, uh, make my interactions with you in other places a lot richer. Awesome. Well, yeah,
0: thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Really nice uh, connecting with you and coming on the podcast.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, and uh, yeah, really, uh, really appreciate Appreciate having you on. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. And you know, I really want to say enough is enough. Only three ratings on iTunes podcast. I mean, shame on you. Uh, I'm just kidding. But if you enjoy the episode, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or just share this with somebody as well as joining our Facebook group called eCommerce Mindset. The link is in the uh, notes on this episode. I will see you on the next episode of the eCommerce Mindset podcast.